come with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Wives. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shay Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster Wives. Wait, I started doing the presidential theme when I mentioned oh. <laughs> wedding music. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, what? They're very similar. Wait, okay, wait, you do yours. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. No, that is the wedding song. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, now I'm oh. doing it. But when, at the beginning, <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I was doing... Just so similar. Just, I never oh noticed. Oh, my God. They knew what they were doing. They were trying to get it stuck in our heads. They're getting married or be patriotic, and that's it. I mean, it is patriotic to get married. They give you a tax break. Oh, my God, you're right. Wait, what? Holy shit. Never really that's thought about it like that. for so long. Wow. Like, you'll never getting, get me. We're just getting <laughs> manipulated left and right, I'm telling you. Anyways, hi guys. Hello. Welcome to uh, episode two of Wedding Month. Mm-hmm. We are so inching close. closer and closer to Stacy and Brent's wedding day. Yeah, we've been working our asses off. We work all day, then we come home, and then we work on wedding stuff, and then we fall asleep immediately. I it's can literally real. only imagine. It's been real, <laughs> so real. much work. <laughs> and, and you guys tried to like really simplify it as much as possible too. And it's still so much fucking work. Yeah. It's just like you have so many parts to it. Yeah. Many moving parts all at once that mm-hmm. you both are in charge of. And that's a lot. Yeah. Because our venue doesn't really do anything. So like we have to do everything. So it is a lot. But we are saving a boatload of cash. So Hell thank yeah. you to all of our friends who've been helping us. Stacy sent out this fucking dope like itinerary that I straight up I was like telling everyone I know I'm like Stacy's so smart and so organized like she has her shit together because it's my nightmare to be like what are we doing after this can I go wash my car and I'm like no You're like so many <laughs> questions cannot. yeah that's Please so look annoying at the schedule mm-hmm. and you will see what we're all doing um I watched most, not all, of, like, everything for me has been, like, so wedding-themed lately, just because I'm, like, getting in the mood. And some of you may know that there's a, uh, <clears throat> Courtney like, Kardashian and Travis Barker, like, documentary on Hulu about their wedding, whatever. And I was watching it, and I was like, they're talking about, like... <laughs> It made me laugh because they're just like, yeah, it was just like really simple and like it just like happened for us. And I'm like, yeah, because you're fucking billionaires, dog. Like, what do you mean? Nothing just. And what's funny is they said it right before. I'm not kidding. A literal helicopter was flying in. I'm not kidding. A piano. It was flying in a she piano. So simple. And she's it's just, just it really was just, like, low key. So easy and so. I'm like, for you, you're not doing shit. Brent and I talk about it all the time. We're like, no wonder like rich people love like wedding planning because they don't actually do anything. They pay a planner to like do everything, yeah. and they just like throw out ideas that other people have to make happen for them. Exactly. That's what I was the whole time. I'm like, this is the funniest. Sh-. Like literally, the jokes write themselves. She's like, it's like so easy and like simple, and a helicopter is 
flying in a giant like grand piano you see it in the air and the piano is like swinging and i'm like what the fuck is happening right now i've been to a wedding like that that probably cost like sixty thousand dollars and everyone's like this is so low-key and chill like they're so down to earth and i'm like what dude they had it at the dolce and gabbana (laughs) fucking castle i'm not kidding it's a castle in portofino italy and i'm like this is not simple for anyone by any means it's absolutely insane i'm like no dude well that's something we've been talking about a lot because you know again i'm gonna make this about sexism because that's just what i do hell yeah but i feel like anything that has been traditionally women's work gets discounted disregarded yep not thought about thought to be very easy simple whatever Mm -hmm. and since wedding planning was traditionally a woman's endeavor i feel like guys are just like whatever the lady wants she's freaking out for no reason but you know and they think it's like really easy yeah but they just get to show up and everything goes smoothly exactly and they don't understand the hours of work and planning and thought that went into it before then to make it go smoothly yeah so from their perspective it's really easy yeah and i'm like like, this isn't hard yeah it's like did you ever think about the fact that it looks really easy because women are fucking skilled and smart and get shit done and are like like anticipating people's needs right thinking of all the things that can go wrong and planning for it yeah Yeah. and they make it look easy because they're fucking badass and Mm. you're just not noticing every all the moving parts behind it like like even the act of like women like cooking meals every day dude that's a shit ton of work that's so much fucking it's not only a lot of work to just think about it but also to prep everything cook everything have it all come together at once and then the cleanup after every day every fucking doing this day it's you know what shout out to y'all shout out to women's work we're cheersing y'all actual work whether it gets recognized or not yes and speaking of stacy and i decided and it was stacy's idea gotta shout out my wife (laughs) to start bringing up the answers that we're receiving from y'all about episodes past like questions that we ask in previous episodes and you guys are answering them so i myself have two that i wanted to bring up one is deeply regarding this topic so i don't know if it was last episode or the episode before but i was like what is it called when like men pretend that they're just like not good at something so that their like girlfriend or wife has to just do it and they're just like well i'm just not good at it and you're better at it so blah 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 blah. and our dear friend and listener Lindsay, what up Lindsay? she um brought it to our attention that it's called weaponized incompetence so that's a new phrase for everybody and i was like i knew there's a fucking phrase for this shit because i've i've heard it before so thank you shout out to you Lindsay. and then um well it's related it's the second thing i'm bringing up but one of my homies barrett what's up barrett he brought to our attention because stacy asked like why the fuck is john mccain in (laughs) yeah so unexpected i did not remember he was in it and i was like is that john mccain like he's just out here shaking hands taking names and he um barrett was like yeah he visited our class and i think he said like he didn't say third grade. He said seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade probably. And he was just like, yeah. So he came to class. I asked him, like, how did you get in Wedding Crashers? And he told them that he had an agent and he was already in 24. Is that what it, I think that's what he said? I don't know what movie that yeah, is. Like, I don't so know what's the movie. Senator John McCain is just like drumming up acting roles. He's, yeah. not, he's not busy. He's just like, sure. Yeah. And he's just like out here and fucking wedding. I'll get an agent. (laughs) So bad. But anyway, shout out to you. Thank you for uh, 
you know, confirming that because we were both like, how the fuck did he get in this movie? Like, how did he get involved? And there you go. He has an agent. Period. Man. I guess that's all we need, you know? Yeah. But yeah. And I didn't have any, like, questions that were answered, but I did receive a nice note from Jocelyn saying she enjoyed the pod and our report and how we don't interrupt each other. Yeah. Which I know is something we work on, so that was nice to hear. Thanks, Jocelyn. And, you know, I, um... I thought about that compliment, was it today? I've been listening to a lot more podcasts because there's um, a handful of other podcasts that are based on, so for example, shows from our youth that aren't having like reboots. There's a whole uh, like network that Christy Carlson Romano has started. She Mm -hmm. is Ren from Even Stevens and she's also the voice of Kim Possible and neither one of her shows have been picked up. So she started this like network of podcasts of people's shows that haven't gotten picked up. So for example, Ned's Declassified. You remember that show? Oh yeah. Okay. So the three of the three stars of that have a podcast now, which is Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. It's really cute. And you know, there's a bunch more, but I've been listening to those and like a couple others. Dude, everyone interrupts each other and it's, I can't listen. It's, it's impossible for me to listen. I'm like, dude, you're so annoying. Like, I hate hearing that. So I, it's so nice to hear because I, I can relate. That's like, no. Yeah, it's hard when you notice it and you're like, can the other person finish? It's like you want to hear what they have to say. And then sometimes they never circle back to it. And that's infuriating. Yes. Like, they were going to say something. It's like such a good point. And then someone interrupts them and then it just like disappears in a thin air. It's like, dude. And these podcasts, are they like continuations of the series or they're just people from the series shooting the shit about like other things? From my experience, from what I've gathered, like for for Ned's, for example, um, and there's a Boy Meets World um, podcast as well. And there's a Wizards of Waverly Place one. Like there's like a bunch of them that are all like within her network. I think also the three brothers from... um, the Lawrence brothers have one as well. Okay, can we get Salute Your Shorts in the mix? Dude, holy shit. I'd love to Salute Your Shorts. Or like Pete and Pete. That'd be so cool. I think I, you know, summer camps were such a vibe when we were a kid. Like yeah. Parent Trap and Salute Your Shorts. And I never got to go to such a camp. And I was yeah. always like, this is amazing. I like know. this whole world. I've always wanted to have like a camp themed birthday. And I thought that would be so fun. That would be. To make like t-shirts for everybody and like do activities. Oh my gosh. That's such a good idea. We should do a blockbuster camp, camp at some point. Blockbuster Wives. Yeah, who who would raise your hand if you'd be a part of Camp Blockbuster Wives? Me We're and Stacy are raising our hands. <laughs> and that's all we need really, but like Yeah, leave dumb, us a review with a little hand raise emoji if you are also in. Yeah, we're going to I'll I'll remember to post this audio on our story. And we'll get a little vote going because I really think that would be so much fucking fun. And Stacy and I have been talking about um, kind of doing something in celebration of like any milestone for well, what did we say? Like a thousand downloads or listens or something like that. Oh, we, we surpassed two thousand, <gasps> so we gotta set our sights on maybe five thousand. Okay, well, the next big milestone, maybe we can plan on it. Maybe like later on this summer or something. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about. It. But anyway, um, what I've gathered about these podcasts is so for Ned's for example they're watching the show they're like re-watching oh, it separately okay and coming back together and each each episode of the podcast is one of their episodes of the show in chronological mm. order so they talk about the podcast or not the podcast they talk about their show they kind of give like behind the scenes and then they talk about like 
their own like lives now That's and it's amazing. really interesting i love a recap podcast yeah. like i love how did this get made with recaps movies and i love uh that's messed up which is a law and order svu podcast Ooh. i probably talked about them i don't watch law and order svu but i love their recaps and i, I listen to it religiously yeah i don't think i've heard of i don't think you have mentioned that one maybe you have and i didn't pick up on it but i know everyone is obsessed with svu yeah it's fascinating subculture and like i still don't even really want to watch it even based off of their description but they're just so funny that the way they talk about it like mm-hmm. they make fun of it they're like a cab so it's like a really funny take on svu oh that's fucked that and i it- suspect that i just like more than if i were to even just watch it and are they the people from that show no they're just two lady comedians who are just huge fans that have seen like oh. every episode so oh, they really cool. do have like a textbook knowledge and like isn't this the guy that was in this episode where this happened i'm like damn these bitches Damn. like have seen every episode multiple times that'd be me talking about like sex in the city <laughs> like for real for real for real i i uh i dive deep i know everything about that show that could be your next podcast maybe but you'd have to be in it because i only do podcasts it could be you yeah. teaching me about sex in the city since i know nothing that actually would be kind of <laughs> funny except you would just be like i'm done with this <laughs> i'm fucking done and i'd be like i get it i just love it so much but anyway i digress uh but we appreciate you guys listening and we just love you so much and i just want to take the time to say thank you because stacy and i both separately and together through our dms always get amazing compliments and your feedback and just like so much love and we just love you guys so thank you thanks for taking time out to send us a little message give us a little rating subscribe tell your friends it means a lot and uh join us at blockbuster wives summer camp because i actually want to do that now and that's going to be my uh, hyper fixation for the next three months so cheers anyway (laughs) all right cool i do have one more update so for the matilda episode which i think was like single digits Mm -hmm. right i think yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look back real quick super early episode we did yeah and I talked about how I loved reading Roald Dahl books as a kid, and I had read a lot, but I had never read Matilda. And I had finished one book on my Kindle, and I was like, oh, what book should I read next? And I was like, I should read Matilda. And so I got it on my Kindle, I read it, and it was so good. And I was shook at how much the movie took from the book. Really? Like, whole chunks of dialogue. <gasps> Basically, all the Trunchbull lines are from the book. Oh, shit. All That's the awesome. scenarios are from the book. Like, the gluing the hat, the chocolate cake, like, the, the her father being a crook. Even the tricks he uses for the cars. That's all in the book. Ugh. Thank God for Danny DeVito, man. Yeah, and really the only thing the movie added was the additional scene of Matilda going by herself to, like, mess with Trunchbull. Yeah. The movie added that, and that's not in the book. But that's, like, basically it. And, like, all the drawings of Trunchbull, like, exactly like Trunchbull. Like, her outfit and everything. I was like, wow, it's so rare that you see such a pure adaptation. That's so sick. And, wait, so how does Trunchbull get scared off, then, if if Matilda didn't go in and... Like so it j- is just the scene in the school with the chalk. Oh. So like that enough is, is scares her away in the okay. book. Okay. Which would be scary as fuck mm-hmm. regardless. So. Yeah. That's hella sick. But it is cute because it gets into like more description of her powers and what they feel like. Ooh. And she says it feels like a bunch of little hands behind her eyes like building up and then she can shoot them out into the world and get them to move things. Aww. But in the book what's interesting is at the end she talks about how she's lost her powers. And Miss Honey's theory is that she was so unstimulated and bored in, like, the first grade class because she's a super genius that she had all this mental energy that had nowhere to go. 
But by the end of the book, Mrs. Honey's got her like in advanced classes and like doing all this cool stuff. So Matilda doesn't have all that. That's so cute. And in the book, she gets adopted by Miss Honey too. And she does get the same plot. Like the parents, like the cops are after us for selling the shitty cars. We gotta go. Oh my god. It's like it was spot on. It was, and it only took like a couple hours to read. Like it's a very very cute story. Highly recommend. Really really cute. And the drawings of Matilda are so cute. I need like to see little, tiny little girl. Oh, they're adorable. And she's so cute in that movie. And the drawings of Miss Honey are sick too. She's they give her like huge glasses and like a little top knot. Mm-hmm. But one description of the book that I thought that the actress who played Miss Honey nailed is that it was like she seldom smiled, but she still projected a warmth in her eyes. Which is so true. Yeah, and I was thinking about it, I was like, Miss Honey doesn't really smile a lot in the movie. No, but she's very, like, soft. Yes. Just overall, like, her energy is just very soft and almost, like, not slow in the way that we all have, like, come to, like, slow meaning, like, stupid. She's just, like, intentionally slow. Mm-hmm. Like, slow-paced in a good, gentle way. Like, she's perfect for an elementary school teacher. Yes. That is so cute. Yeah, and I was like, man, they really, <clears throat> they fucking nailed it. It was episode nine, by the way. So it oh was single gosh. digits. Yeah. So it was, I took a long time to read it. Like I said, I would. But I did get to it. Yeah. You you said you were. I and also, you guys, Stacy reads all the time. Not yeah. only for work, but just like in her personal life. She always has like a bunch of books she's reading. So oh, I have a system going here. My system. Yeah. I always have a Kindle book, a physical book, and then sometimes an audio book if I think it's going to be a good one. Damn. I'm still working through a man's search for meaning. I mean, that, that book's a major bummer. That's why I like... I, I haven't read it, but yikes. I read like a couple chapters and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I like <laughs> put it down for months. And I've done this twice now, but I'm picking it back up because one of my friends from Shrekfest, shout hey. out to Kyle, um, he was like, I'm going to start reading it if you finish reading it. Oh. Or like he said, how about you keep reading it and I'm starting it and then we could talk about it. And you got to finish one last stop. It is the cutest little romance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I truly love the way that that book is written. And I just haven't finished it yet. I just go in and out. I'm not like, I really love reading, but I need to be like super stimulated. And this book is great. But I think at the time I was like writing something else. So I just, I I don't know what it was either, but I had another project that I was doing. So I was like, I'll focus on that later, but I just haven't gotten back. So And pool season's approaching and I think there's nothing like reading a book poolside. It's the best. I also got this cool floaty from our wedding registry. Thank you, Jackie. And it has a little hood. What? So you can float and I could be shaded while I'm reading. And you have a pool in your hood, right? Yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. Because you moved in in September or October? September. Yeah, so that was like after pool season. Yeah, it doesn't close until October, and we definitely hit it up a couple times, but we weren't there for a full pool season. Okay. And we didn't have the sick-ass floaty. I can't wait till our first pool day together, and you got to bring the floaty so you can read. My love. We're going to be floating and talking about the camp that I'm not going to stop dragging about. All right, cool. Anyways, (sighs) well, shall we, my dear? Let's do it. So this was my... Uh, oh, and by the way, it's Father of the Bride. This is uh, Stacy's pick. I had never seen it. So this is my first time, but I love a good Steve Martin and Martin Short situation. Like, just fucking brilliant, as always. And I was really shocked to hear that she had never seen it, because I it might have been just my house. But this movie got a lot of play in our household. Like, it was 
I think it was both always on TV and we had the VHS. And mm-hmm. I think it's just such a family friendly movie that you can it put is. it on really in any setting. And it's like funny and cute and sweet. And it's like not raunchy at all. Like it's very heartfelt and adorable. It is really, really, really cute. <clears throat> and by the way, anyone who has any extra time and wants to do this, the house from the movie looks so familiar and i have searched up and down trying Mm. to find what what this house is from it does look very familiar and i was like is it freaky friday and i was like looking into it and it's not that from what i've gathered so if you have any time and you're interested and just like want to look it up please do and then tell me because i i was just like i fucking know this house how do i know this fucking house and i could not put two and two together so again if you know, holla at me. And it is kind of a generic looking house, so it could be like, it looks like many houses. True. True. It looked like a few houses that, I, like, Dennis the Menace is one of them, the mm. movie from mm-hmm. the early 90s, and then I was also thinking um, Freaky Friday, and then I was also like, is this, this can't be the Boy Meets World house, and like, I'm ju- I was just like, spiraling. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys are interested in shit like that, holla at me if you can, uh, if you, yeah, if you know Yeah, I know if up. they have like pages, right, of like this movie was used for this but maybe it was only used in this movie yeah okay it was in the movie guess who guess who mm-hmm. guess I who that. but that's it that's all it says guess who i think that was like bernie mac or something yeah it? i think that is bernie mac i've never seen that okay well i think i saw it like yeah. when it came out in the 90s and i don't really remember it that well because i went through like a huge um martin lawrence kick god yes <laughs> like any movie that he was in i was obsessed with because like, he is so fucking he's so funny. funny he says everything him. with his whole chest he was like my favorite actor for a while when yeah what you get i was probably like quoting him aggressively in my he's family. <laughs> just stop <laughs> we talked about that with eddie murphy too exactly like, like oh no and Cringe chris Bell. rock just like please stop right, like a little seven-year-old white girl like doing eddie murphy and martin lawrence impressions all day it was a different time okay that's all i can say i thought i was hilarious. Uh, you know what i know i was doing the same shit so that yeah that's truly questionable for both like, of us my nephew is 10 years old and <laughs> i just think about the things i was doing when i was 10 and i'm like, <sighs> like <laughs> just, you're already exhausted just thinking about them like i was singing the song fat lip by some 41 because it's going yes. on our wedding playlist fuck yes but i was like wow i remember singing the song with my whole chest like full and i remember vividly the part where it says the doctor said my mom should have had an abortion, abortion i like abortion, screamed abortion. it in the car and my mom was like real nice sarah <laughs> my sister because she knew that's where i heard it from she knew she's like why are you playing this music for your sister because that's so sarah's steez which i love shouting about abortions didn't know what it was but i just thought that shit ruled <laughs> should have had an abortion and it echoes and, it, and i would do the echo portion oh, portion portion, portion. portion. <laughs> i was like and i just like if if my nephew said that i would die uh, i like too. i can't even picture him saying it but there i was little ratchet ass uh, all the songs i would like with my whole chest because i really didn't understand like all okay something that i was talking about the uh, something i was thinking about the other day was all my now cds mm. 
and some of them were like edited and some of them weren't and there's this janet jackson song you guys probably know that's like um all the girls in the party look at that body shaking that thing like you never did see got a nice package all right guess i'm gonna have to write it tonight <laughs> and i and it's so good like you guys need it's to listen fun. to that song if you don't know it but i would be like oh like dancing full blast nobody stopped me and i have a very catholic <laughs> mother and she didn't even it didn't even click to her and i'm like when i listened to it again when i revisited as an adult i was like holy shit like thinking about me being like uh, 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 crazy anyways yeah it was a different time we were out of control preteens <sighs> we sure were having a fucking blasty blast at everyone else's <laughs> Portion, ride it, ride it, ride it. I don't want to waste my. Oh, I'm just like rocking out. Like, you got a big package. Let me ride it. Portion, portion. Truly out of control. And also, how Stacy and I didn't know each other at ten years old boggles my mind, and I hate it. I know we were too. I wish I met you earlier. We even knew. I know. Going to the same blockbuster and everything. But anyways, okay. I can kick us off with some corporate bullshit. Let's fucking do it, baby. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. Okay, so Father of the Bride was released December 20th, 1991. So a Christmas movie, really. Right after we were born. Yeah. And it sure is. Vibes. The ending music is like full Christmas. And the snow and, and everything. It snows. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely winter vibes. Absolutely. Which I wonder if they only... Because the movie doesn't really need snow and i wonder if they just added that just to be like it's a holiday movie <laughs> i think that so, shit makes like, money they're like it's a christmas miracle right yeah and it's 105 minutes long so pretty close to the ideal of 90 absolutely it was directed by charles shire who also directed the parent trap yes I was like there's so many similarities like the mood the tone it's very similar and something else i noticed to add on to that <clears throat> Because I was like, it was like a Nancy Myers production. And I'm like, I know this fucking name. And she also produced The Parent Trap. Yeah, I think she wrote the screenplays for both of these. And wrote, yeah. And she also did um, What Women Want, which was one of my favorite movies growing up. Mel Gibson. But like, <laughs> great soundtrack. Frank Sinatra fully, like, throughout the whole movie. Helen Hunt. Like, great fucking movie. Um, but, yeah. She wrote that. And also The Intern and The Holiday. Brent loves the intern it's so good that's with robert I de niro right respectfully disagree I lo- <laughs> how come he and i are the same person i fucking loved the i watched it like three times in theaters what? I, I swear to god i loved it so much three times in theaters yeah i swear to god i okay i like the movie <laughs> but the grinch in my heart i cannot with its messages I, I don't even remember the messages, to it's be like honest. It's, like, hard for me to keep my mouth shut. But the message is that old people are the best, and they have a lot to teach us young people if we would just, like, shut our mouths and listen to everything they say. Right. That is the central message of the intern. Yikes. And it's very pro-capitalist. Very pro-capitalist. Uh, well, when did it come out? Uh, like, 2011-ish, I want to say. Because... I loved I okay I haven't watched it since the uh triple the triple oh the triple like watching in it three times session. in theaters wait the three intern times? I can't 2015 okay well oh, I was okay, a little later than I thought I was fully in my like 
capitalist game, I feel yeah, like, it's at like that Anne time. Hathaway is a very smart startup lady <clears throat> who 100% earned everything she got, and that's why she's the boss, and she deserves everything, but she's too busy, and she needs to listen to Robert De Niro, who's older, yeah. and, like, does everything like a boomer, which is great, is the message. I mean, Robert De Niro is always right, you guys. So, <laughs> but, but that being said, the messages, I think, are awful. That being said, Robert De Niro's a delight and yeah. Hathaway's a delight. Yeah. It's a great movie. Well, maybe that's what it, like, I feel like maybe if I watched it now, I'd be like, yikes. But in 2015, I was fully in my, like, capitalist bag, not gonna lie. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think now, because it's like, obviously, Brent, like, had a whole socialist album, so he knows, but he's just like, there's something about it, yeah. like, the way it's shot, the music, everything, it's, like, very soothing, and nothing bad really happens, like, there's some drama about Anne Hathaway's relationship, but it's resolved by the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's okay. We're a spoiler-heavy podcast. But that's Nancy Myers, so she's she's got her fingies in that as well. Well, yeah, so she's, like, all over the place in, in this regard. She's, like, she's made very poppin' fucking movies, like... I can't wait for you to tell Brent you saw The Intern three times in theaters. He's yeah. gonna die. He's gonna be so happy. I will tell him. He's gonna be like, oh my god, what? We both love that movie? Twins. Twins with a Z. Uh, back to corporate bullshit. It yeah. is starring Steve Martin, like we've mentioned, Got Diane it. Keaton, who just like is so relatable and shines and everything. Beautiful. Uh, BD Wong, who is SVU famous. I only know about that because the SVU podcasts are always talking about him. He plays Martin Short's assistant. Right. And he's so handsome. Mm-hmm. I did not write down the name of the daughter here. I wrote it down later. What's her name? Oh, Kate. No. <laughs> Kimberly Williams. Yes. And she young her, the like the young daughter or the young version of her that keeps popping up throughout the movie. I was like, why does she look so familiar? She was in Beethoven, the movie. If you guys remember oh, that yeah, fucking the, movie. The big, uh, what kind of dog is that? Bernie's like Mountain Saint daughter? Bernard. Saint Bernard with the little barrel. Yep. So cute. So Which, by the way, cute. Hazen always compares me to. He's like, oh. in another life, you're going to be a fucking Saint Bernard saving I all these hope. little kids. That sounds great. Yeah. He's like, that's you. I'm like, you know what? I fucking know. Because it's also my um, Patronus. Patronus. Yeah. I got like a fucking weasel or something. Mine was random as fuck. I would love to see that. Like I would, I would love to for you. To, but wait, isn't that? Oh wait, no. Hermione's is uh, otter. An otter. I bet that's yours. Or maybe it was a stoat. And I had to look up what a stoat. It was a stoat. What's a stoat? It's like a type of goat. <laughs> that's fucking. Because it rhymes. It's <laughs> like an Elia. That's like a stoat. The rectangular irises. You and know the only reference I remember is that Hagrid makes stoat sandwiches at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Out of your Patronus? How dare you? Stoat sandwiches? Yeah. Although goat is really good. Yeah. Goat cheese? <laughs> goat cheese, goat mm-hmm. meat, sauce, but really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But they got devilized. It's all good. Yeah. Um, The budget was $20 million, so like pretty cheap, all things considered. Hella cheap. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It boxed $129 million. Holy shit. Which explains shiza. all the sequels, because I was a little puzzled when I went on the Wikipedia page about why there were so many sequels. Yeah. So I'm like, what's the sequel? Like, yeah. it's a very complete story on its own. But, you know, when movies make that kind of money, they're going to make a sequel. We gotta, no matter fucking what. Right. They will. They want their money. Yeah. Um, this movie is based on a 1949 novel of the same name, and a version of this movie was made in the 50s as well, which okay. I've never seen. That kind of made, with the themes and, like, Steve Martin's narrative, that makes sense. Yeah, I wondered, I was like, I wonder if some of these lines are straight from the book. Yeah. 
did it say it, did you look it up no i bet they are i bet they are because a lot of them seemed like a little like not to be this guy but they seemed a little dated and yeah i was made in 91 but it almost seemed like there was weird like jealousy coming from oh, the I father about his daughter that, yeah and i was wait what'd you say i said oh i got a note to talk about okay that. cool because i was like <laughs> what the fuck is going on yeah weird yeah yeah this is the first time i've seen this the rotten tomato score the audience score was the exact same as the critic score Really? Just like, what a weird clinking. I don't think we've seen that. But it's pretty low, actually, 70%. Ooh. Which I was kind of surprised, because this is considered such a classic. And they made mad money. And Ebert liked it. He gave it three stars. Of course he fucking did. It's like, pretty high. He said, there are no great revelations of stunning insights in this film, just everyday life warmly observed. I mean, so that was nice. that's true. Yeah, it really goes down easy. Yeah. It's a very smooth film. Yeah, I, ke- I kept expecting things to, like, pop off worse. I was like, no. Like, even at, like, skipping ahead a little bit, but just you go on to make skip. a point. Um, You know the part where he's in the attic and he's, like, trying on his clothes? I mm-hmm. fully thought that he was going to fall through the floor. <laughs> like, and I was just like, yeah. yeah, I was, like, waiting for that and it didn't happen. But I was, like, on my seat waiting for it to happen. Or even the horribly awkward pool scene, which, like, oh, my God. But then they just, like, they don't address it and they just move past it. So it's, like, it's assumed that, like, they smoothed it over. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah. It, it is pretty... Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a really smooth, sweet movie overall, and the soundtrack is really cute too. It really is. Ton of wedding classics. Well, that's all I got for corporate bullshit. Cool. Thank you so much. It was great as always. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, what was it like watching it as a first time viewer? I first of all, I was surprised I'd never seen it. Like just going in, I was like, this just seems like my kind of movie to watch. I love easygoing movies. I love movies with not a whole lot of conflict for the most part. And Steve Martin. And Steve Martin, yeah. Which, like, fun fact: anyone who knows anything about Disney, he used to work at Disneyland. I used to work at Disneyland. He worked in the Magic Shop. I believe that was his first yeah. job ever. Um, so that's a little fun fact for you if you didn't know. But yeah, I love Steve Martin. I was surprised that I had never seen it before. Um. I really loved the element of him talking straight to the camera right away, breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. I always, I'm like, which wall is it? Anyways. And I loved his little speech. I identified with the first part of it very hardcore. Which part was it? When he's like something like, I've been spending the past five months preparing for this night. <laughs> Everyone tells me I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> I have a personal guarantee snapped on my back that you will enjoy your fucking night. But then he like has like how everything costs a million dollars and it's like everything's way more complicated than you think. Yeah, yeah, bro. It really like it reminded me of almost like a a a play. Yes, like I was like starting off invoking the chorus or whatever. Yeah, and he like truly like went on a whole like soliloquy Mm -hmm. of like his own, and it it just felt um it felt really interesting because you you also would expect the end you know to to cap it all up for him to speak to the camera too and he doesn't doesn't. yeah it's like and it's a very long monologue which you don't find in films especially now like i think they've done studies like the cuts in modern movies that just keep getting faster and faster and faster yes so to see like a long uninterrupted shot of somebody just talking directly to the camera is like very rare but i think Mm. they pulled it off i liked it a lot i was like more movies should do this Mm -hmm. i really and it was something um i was really late to the wolf of wall street game like i only just watched it yeah, I had only watched it a couple months ago. Randomly, I just had the 
like craving to watch it and i was like everyone keeps talking about it let me watch it scorsese right yes which is another surprise that i haven't seen it because i love scorsese and i love his movies so i was like yeah let me watch it and there's a lot of talking straight to the camera Mm. and that like threaded throughout the movie and it's something i like really really enjoy it's also i think why i love ferris bueller so much yes i know you do too and it's just um an element of like a handful of movies that i fucking love and i wish would be in more what do you think it is that you like about it um it i don't know it just feels more personal i think there's a lot of i don't know i didn't really think about this a whole lot but yeah i think i think it just gives actors a chance to really like show their chops that's true and like and like you said like almost like a stage way yeah and i really love theater and i I think that is a part of it too because i i feel like in a lot of musicals you do get that element like there's a lot of like texture and like dimension where like they're number one like breaking the fourth wall then they go right back into the mm-hmm. every you know every other scene where they're like talking to each other and, da, 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 and then time stops and then they go back and they're like and then kids was when da, 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 da. and you know what actually i think i just figured it out it reminds me of all the shows i fucking loved as a kid mm. like a child like a small child mr rogers mm. blues oh, clues yeah. talking directly to us yeah oh my god you're so mind blown yeah you grow up with people talking directly to us and yeah. you just hit a certain age and then no one's talking to you and then you're you're not special anymore Mm-mm. and with this it feels like someone's having it's very conversational i'm really big on like communication verbally in that way and like yeah i think i just figured it out wow boom insights being revealed on mr rogers we'll never stop quoting it like that Yes, thank you, Grant, founder of Shrekfest. Thank you, Grant. We, if you haven't seen that video on our Instagram, go watch it. We, we have an interview with the founder of Shrekfest. And yep. at the end it goes, Blackbuster, wow! <laughs> He's like doing the <laughs> fucking rock on sign and it's we're like, so yes! <laughs> that was, dude, yeah, please, you guys, if you have any time, go back to all those interviews. I need to I need to do that again tonight. So great. Show them some love. They're so funny. They're right on our Instagram at Blockbuster Wives. All right. Um okay so yeah breaking the fourth wall immediately loved that i also wrote the car is gorgeous Mm, wait his car yeah he like gets the car like detailed and shit to like pick her up from the airport oh yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like this gorgeous like my favorite color green like dark rich like forest green it looks like like a convertible or something i don't know what it is it's It's beautiful beautiful that was the first note i had and then you don't really see it again never uh, never again <laughs> i did not see it again no that's the same when they're driving to the house they're in like a jeep i just yeah. realized <laughs> yeah i was like okay hello goodbye like so mm. fucking good you also get introduced to him like at the beginning he's talking to the fourth wall or whatever yeah and then he talks about his job where he runs a shoe factory mm-hmm. and i was like isn't that what the dad does in jumanji yes what was there a fascination with dudes running shoe factories in I the think 90s because so. <laughs> i feel like it came up in one other thing but now i can't remember but i was like I, this is a weird trope no you're very right there's some weird like similarities to like it's a lot of 90s movies have weirdly similar threads in between and especially like movies that are made so close together like i'm pretty sure jumanji was made in like 93 or yeah, something like that the writers are like what's the dad gonna do i don't know he runs a shoe factory which is random as these shoes. yeah, yeah i don't know random. also that's my robert de niro impression if you guys have never heard it it's great these shoes. 
these shoes actually it you need to see it never it's mind more of a visual one <laughs> I'm like, uh, rewind pretend i didn't do that i will do it for you irl sometime just ask me okay um i also wrote that steve martin's dance moves are lit mm. like what he dances in almost every movie i see and i'm like you know how to move dog oh yeah good for you <laughs> he's hot Fox. he is he has beautiful eyes he does like sparkly little blue eyes yeah. expressive face I thought what his eyes were green. Want? Maybe they are blue. Oh, I thought Either way, they're just like very sweet. And it's like the way he talks to is like very central. And I'm like, okay, white haired daddy. Oh, hi. He's, He's very passionate, which I love yeah. his speech. Fast forwarding yeah. his speech to the future son-in-law. Yeah. And he's like, she's just passionate. It's a problem that comes from my side of the family. We're all really passionate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he I love. He definitely plays passionate characters. Yeah, he does. And like. I actually I really love that part too because he's like I just realized my daughter is exactly like me and he's just like my wife they're a perfect match and I'm like ah very cute so sweet um also skipping ahead a little bit but um when he and his daughter play one on one basketball so cute the cutest fucking scene I've like ever seen in my life it's so adorable and it's to my girl are you fucking like, serious get out of here americana porn okay yeah i'm like all right dude like and she like has her hair back and she she's like i'm wearing heels i don't have any shoes and he's like you came to the right house and she's like wearing the yes. shoes from and she's got her little pearls in her black it's just like so cute it is so adorable so it's so cute yeah i wrote the father-daughter scenes are so cute they are very sweet especially with us because we mm-hmm. grew up very we close like with our dads, our dads too. <laughs> yeah um they do live in a mansion hardcore and, uh, and i think this is a thing that like modern shows also have a problem with like if you only watched american media i think we talked about this we have talked about it like you would think everyone is rich as fuck because we normalize rich people and act like they're not and that mm-hmm. is definitely the case in this movie like you're supposed to think they're just a normal middle class family but they straight up live in a mansion and they spend the equivalent of what is today i calculated this eighty three thousand dollars on this wedding this is not a normal family jesus fuck you know when we talked about it it was on the napoleon dynamite episode oh yeah because we're like thank god a house that looks like a normal house yeah i was like this is the only i think piece of media that stuck out really hardcore to me as a child that i was like oh this kind of looks like where i have lived before like yeah, it's people like a are small... dressing like people actually dress yes and like going to the thrift store and like not being able to afford stuff and like that costs too much money like like it's one of the only movies that like truly addresses not being able to afford stuff like that. And not like fetishizing it and making no. it like, that's their struggle. Right. <laughs> like like that was just part of matter of fact. Cause yeah, it just is part of their life, it, but it wasn't like the plot, but it was part of it. And yeah. And they're like, we're, we're like lower middle class. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? Did he say that? Like, yeah. Or they said middle class, I yeah. think. So, and I'm just like, yo, you but guys like, this are is rich fucking... as fuck. And like, you know what? They were probably like, that is middle class, or maybe it was at that time. Everyone thinks they're middle class, which is hilarious. But I'm just like, yeah, guys, this is nuts. Like, Aww. y'all are like straight up millionaires. Yeah, I'm like, dude. He's like, we can make it. I'm like, how? Like, no one else would literally be able, like, no. Because yeah, no they're millionaires. Way. So he's like, and that's the whole struggle of the movie is like, his central thing is like, it's really expensive. Yes. But it's not even like implied <clears throat> that they can't afford it. It's just he doesn't want to spend the money. Right. So his wife's like getting annoyed with him because she's like, we have the money. Like, yeah. Stop being an idiot. And he's just like, I shouldn't have like, to spend it. It's too much. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's, it's not like you were taking out loans. 
Like right. you're maxing out credit cards. Yeah. You just don't want to spend it. Which exactly. is fine. Yeah, which makes sense. But it's like, I don't know why he's so stressed about it when he's a fucking millionaire. And it is odd, like, <clears throat> it's odd watching this movie where really the parents are the ones that are, like, struggling. Mm-hmm. It's not the people who are having the wedding. Because they're and the that's ones also- planning it. Like, we're talking about the people yeah. planning it always have the hardest job. Absolutely. If you could just hand it off to somebody, great. And that's, when, like, that's like a rich family thing to do. It's just mm-hmm. like, here you go. It falls on you, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. And even they hire a wedding planner. That's true. And it's an expensive fucking oh, wedding yeah. planner, a.k.a. Martin Short. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Literally mm-hmm. so amazing. But, wow. Wow was a... Yeah, but it, it, the movie does expect you to believe with a straight face that it's just your average American family. And I'm like, whoa. And like we always talk about, if aliens came down and they fucking saw this movie and they're like, oh, this is the average American family. They'd be in for a wrong awakening. Right? <laughs> Very fucking wrong about... You're an idiot. <laughs> big, stupid... <laughs> fucking stupid alien. And, and and along those lines, the son-in-law is like the most boring, milk-toast, rich-ass, uncontroversial guy any lady could ever bring home. I know. And it's like Martin Short still, or not Martin Short. Steve Martin's like still a dick about it. Like, fuck him. I'm like, what if he was actually truly different? I know. Like from a different race or a social class or whatever. Like, what would you fucking shoot him? You would fucking hate him like, on a just different like, level. Like, kill him on sight. Yeah, it's, yeah. The only the only reason he liked him is because he was like, oh, you're like my wife. What? <laughs> right. Like that's the only reason you like this guy? That's crazy. And I will admit, I had a little chip on my shoulder about this guy because watching it now. I was like, he is Brett Kavanaugh in Tucker Carlson's, like, love child. Like, he just mm. looks like a conservative dick. Oh, he does. With his, like, fluffy little hair. Yeah. And his rich-ass parents. Yeah. And his... I did think it was weird when he keeps feeling up on the girl's knee. When in front of the parents. parents? I was like, why would... You don't need to be touching her knee at all right now. I know. It's very odd. It is. <clears throat> it is odd. I mean... So I'm <clears throat> on to this guy is what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't trust him. I don't trust him either. He's, he's too uh, rich and douchey. He's rich and douchey. His parents are <laughs> obviously right-winged losers. <laughs> There's a lunatic. Uh, well, lunatics as well. <laughs> Obvi- that comes with the territory. No, but like, come the fuck on. And uh, like, I mean, just not our steez. No, no. Like, I was like, I don't, no way. Maybe the least likely, like we're the least likely to be into oh, yeah. somebody but like Diane that. But Diane Keaton's like, we're lucky. He checks all the boxes that we should I'm like, that he's white and rich, bro? Yeah, exactly. Fuck off. And I love her in this movie and I just love her in general, but come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Nah. I'm like, of course you like him. He's the most boring dude in the world. <laughs> I know. And I, I wrote down the quote that Steve Martin says, which is really funny when he meets him. And he, it's like his narration, but it says, it was the first time I ever hated the sound of my own name. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And this kind of gets into the weird jealousy issues. This is where they start yeah. to rear their heads and we start getting monologues about how he's like, you're your daughter's dad. And then one day another man replaces you. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, you're still her fucking yeah. dad. Like what? These are fulfilling very different roles. <laughs> yeah. It's. And, but, and, you know, like, I feel like we've talked about it before where there's, like, a lot of moms that do this where mm-hmm. they're, like, they I, I don't even know the right terminology, but basically they get, like, super jealous of their, like, son or daughter's whatever, girlfriend, and it's, like, it's what Freudian. role are you trying to fucking fulfill in their life? Very Freudian. Like, it is, and it's scary. Like, it's, we- but usually you hear it on, the, like, the other way around. Like, mm. the kid 
is like longing for someone that's like their mommy mm, or whatever. True. But in this scenario, it's like the mom is I'm the only woman in your life. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with it's you, dog? So weird. And also just this concept of like your daddy takes care of you until your husband comes along and then he takes care of you is like what? Yeah. Like what if I'm a lesbian? What if I'm asexual? What if I don't want a partner? Exactly. I just die according to your theory. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't been passed off to somebody. Yeah, it's um it's really odd. Like I, I really truly started feeling uncomfortable listening to some of his monologue i i don't even know like direct quotes but it was like that's that's the socially accepted way of talking about it like that's the dominant culture i think yeah. we're getting away from it but it's like that that yeah that was definitely considered totally normal right which like looking back now with our eyes being grown women it's like <clears throat> you're being fucking weird dog thank like, god my dad was never like that though thank god me too my dad was my dad's protective of me but he wasn't like you have another man in your life like he was never he was always like if you love him i love him you know Mm -hmm. so luckily but Mm. fucking weird although on my i don't know if i ever told you that i probably told you this the weirdest thing my dad has ever said to a dude and he never said anything like it ever again I was 15 and I went on my first date, which mm-hmm. Stacy helped me get ready for. She like <laughs> did my hair and my makeup. And you look so good. Thank you. Someone, someone like last year brought up how, how they remembered seeing my MySpace picture from that day. And they were like, that's when I like was like super attracted to you. Oh my God. Really? Because you had like that. a, like a hot pink tank top or like almost red color. Yeah. It was like a corally. Yeah. And then my color. hair was like long. I had the side swipe bangs, mm. but you curled my hair. It was all shiny. And then you did my makeup with my lip gloss popping. It was dope. My it was like was looking good. Yep. Thanks to you. Um, but coolest first date. Coolest first date ever, by the way. But <clears throat> homie came to pick me up for my first date. He was a year older than I was. Sweetest like Mormon dude ever. My He comes to the door like to meet my parents, which was so nice. My dad answers the door. I'm like, okay, bye, dad. And I'm like walking out the door and... Homeboy shakes my dad's hand and my dad says, and I quote, anything you, you do to my daughter tonight, I'm doing to you when she gets home. And he was just like, oh, okay, nice to meet you, sir. And the do- I was like, dad. And then the door like slammed and I was like, he's never been like that. I'm <laughs> like, so fucking sorry. Yeah. I'm like, he doesn't mean it. <clears throat> okay, let's go. And it was like absolutely mortifying and like fucking weird but that's the only thing he's ever said that was very threatening and weird <laughs> very sexual. like so weirdly <laughs> sad. i'm like um you're there's a lot to unpack with yeah, what you like need hours of therapy <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna I, everyone i'm like oh my god <laughs> fucking nuts incidentally that's kind of the plot of the green knight poem the Green Knight poem? Yeah, like this knight goes and he's like lost and he finds this castle and this guy takes him in. Mm-hmm. And like the guy's wife is like making eyes at the lost guy. Mm. And the guy who owns the house, he's like, anything you do to my wife, I'm going to do to you. Like the uh, same exact thing. What the fuck? And so like the wife keeps like hitting on the guy and he's like, eee. Maybe my dad read that. Maybe. My dad's then like she does a big give reader. him a kiss. And so later on, the owner of the castle gives him a kiss. And it's very homoerotic hot. for medieval poetry. That's very hot. And maybe my dad did read it. Maybe. maybe this is but the also, thing we do. I'm like, don't say that to like a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just so odd. And my dad has never been like that ever again. Like, he's very protective, but not 
like that you know (laughs) that was fucking weird and i think he like realized because i was i wasn't the kid that was like you're embarrassing me so i think when i was like dad and then he like slammed the door i think he was probably like oh shit i turned it on too far so he never was like that ever again but that was so fucking weird (laughs) and uh yeah hours of therapy anyways yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of protective daddy vibes in this movie that are not okay. Yeah, um, but on the flip side, Diane Keaton so good throughout yes, the whole fucking like very movie. Very level headed, very normal. So realizes sweet. they're rich. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like the just, only one who seems to understand. Yeah, she's like, we can, we can, we yeah. Like I don't know why you're freaking out. We can afford this. Yeah, and like the way that she talks to him is very sweet, but it's also very like, like what I like about this movie is. You can tell it was written by a woman. Yes. Because the women aren't like these like lunatics, like fucking nutso Supreme. Because I feel like a lot of the time when men write women, they're like nuts. And they're like mm-hmm. over the top, angry for no reason, mm-hmm. like bitches for no fucking reason. But you can tell a woman wrote it because homegirl is like so cool headed and very logical mm-hmm. and very sweet, you know, and she just seems like a good wife who has like great intentions. And it's like, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. obviously. Anyway. <clears throat> also when they go to the um like father and mother-in-law's house like their mm-hmm. in-law's house there's a little bugsy dog yeah there's like there's several cute dogs there's like a buzzy two dog dobermans. there's a little doberman yeah. there's another third dog yeah there's two dober i think it's two dobermans oh, and one it? bugsy dog okay. yeah so cute i was like eh, adorable um and I also wrote down another quote where he's talking to the father-in-law and, and the father-in-law was like, yeah, I was a little freaked out too because they only met a few months ago. And uh, what? And then he's like, but then you just have to realize, you know, you, you don't have any control. So you just got to let it go, you know? And then the quote that Steve Martin said, like his narration says is, this guy was starting to make too much sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, he like so gets angry. mad and leaves and then like snoops through his shit. It's so funny. <laughs> I was like screaming internally when he's still holding the like pocketbook and yeah. like running around the house like put it down you idiot. I feel like I've done shit like that before and I'm like why am I still holding this? <laughs> like not like stealing other people's shit mm-hmm. but like you know you like dissociate and then right and then you're like I'm still holding you're, like, yeah, why absolutely. the fuck am I still holding this bachelor or whatever? Um, <laughs> <laughs> in your That's bed, personal this bachelor like wait a second. <laughs> But also the medicine cabinet thing is so real. Like, so real. I hate it, but I've done that so many times, especially with people I'm like sleeping with or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I used to be a snooper, but I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't want to know. Yes. I just don't. I don't know what no, I'm going to find, call. so I'm not going to do it. That's a better call <laughs> for sure. And I let me just say right here right now that i don't do this at everybody's houses so do not think that i'm like going to your house and looking through your the shit. sounds of dead bolts but closing across crimes. the city <laughs> i'm like no no i tell too many of my secrets on here what up um no but with some of y'all no but mostly it's with like people that i'm like actively sleeping with and i have to like like they're like go get the advil it's in the da 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 I'm opening it anyway. So I'm okay. going to take a fucking look. Okay, we've all done it. Don't judge me. It's like being in the shower. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. All exactly. right. Don't be that guy. Anyways. So, yeah. So relatable. Hashtag relatable. Um, and 
yeah, I just wrote the fucking Doberman. Imagine. Imagine if a dog so scary. is just fully like, I'm going to fucking attack you Dobermans right are now. like, their heads are like 80% teeth. Yeah. They have like little tiny bony heads yeah. filled with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like all of us, but still, no, their their teeth, yeah, like take up their it's like whole most fucking of head. their fucking head, and like, they're like, scary. Pointy fucking ears, naturally, mm. right? They're not like clipped. I don't think so. I don't know though. Me neither. I just but said that. I, have I have no think, idea. I think that they have like naturally like <sighs> pointy fucking ears, and they just like look like dogs that are gonna like literally fuck your shit up for and the rest they totally of your life. Could if a dog wants to maul you, it will. It fucking will, dude. <laughs> that is scary and he's just like underneath the desk and then it's like and he's just like gotta go he would rather jump out the window yeah than deal with the than deal with the dog. Teeth dog yeah which i fucking get that's mm-hmm. crazy that's so scary oh my god um i love the scene where so you know steve martin is getting over his angst and he's like all right let's start talking about this wedding mm-hmm. and they're having ideas for it and he goes i know we'll go to the steak pit and the son <laughs> says the funniest shit where he goes, I don't think you want the word pit on the invitation, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's Macaulay Culkin's son, or brother, right? <laughs> yes, I think so. It's so cute. Dude, he is so, that kid is so cute. But I will say, I didn't think that his, Steve Martin's idea for the backyard wedding was that bad. They were so mean to him. No, well, I think he was saying it on purpose to be like a dick oh, really? about it. I thought he really believed in it. No, I think he was saying it like, oh, yeah, and we'll get paper. Like, I think he was saying it, well, for me, anyway, I heard it like, he was saying it on purpose to be like, like almost in like a manic way, like, yeah. And then we'll just like, yeah, I don't know. Because he has this like little fantasy of the backyard wedding. He's like, oh, backyard wedding would be fun. And then he kind of daydreams. And it's like a very cute little quaint wedding where he's like barbecuing and there's like picnic tables. And then he comes back to the table. He's like, yeah, we'll get balloons and picnic tables. And then everyone's like, you're stupid. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, like, I didn't think it was that bad of an idea. Also, uh, La Bamba was playing on the accordion. Oh shit! And it reminded me. I don't. Did I ever tell you that I performed that for a ta- talent show yes. in elementary school? Ugh. Yes, love that girl. So talented. No, the, the the dumbest shit that I fucking did for talent shows makes me laugh so hard Thank because it, it displayed none of my talents whatsoever. I did the opposite. I showed <laughs> the worst traits of myself. Who the fuck <sighs> sings La Bamba? They don't speak a lick of fucking Spanish. I'm like this white Canadian bitch singing La Bamba on stage. Like I said, better than an hour of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that would have been even worse. <laughs> it's better than the... And I'm not kidding. My mom was like... I, I still have it in my mind. My mom wanted me to sing Come On Over by Christina Aguilera. <laughs> on, Come on over. Like literally Come about fuck me. me. Come over to my house and fuck me. My mom was like, you should. You sound so good when you're singing that. And I was like, no, mom. I'm singing La Bamba. bamba. Okay? (laughs) Like, get it straight. Like, (laughs) obviously, mom. (laughs) What else would I sing? Stupid. So dumb. I'm like, Shay, you fully played drum set at this time. Why didn't you fucking do that? Like... (laughs) too obvious <laughs> yeah i'm like i need like to swing they're it they're expecting it yeah, i'm like i need to swing them with the realness of the shock them. value <laughs> it'll <Yeah>. be provocative <laughs> it was okay in, in my mind i was like i'm fucking doing it to him i also performed in uh in the jungle the mighty jungle i sang that for enough and that was a mormon talent show 
Interesting. Why? Don't <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tell ya. But uh, anyways, uh, I've never participated in a talent show. <sighs> Guess I'm not talented. Lies. <laughs> Fucking lies. You know what? I think the people who haven't performed at talent shows actually have the most talent and sense to not fucking do something like well, that like, we didn't have La a Bamba. talent show in middle school did we yeah we did i we did? i was in it yeah did i not see you in israel quinones shout out to israel i don't mm-hmm. know if you listen to this he asked me to wear a dress that he designed oh. in eighth grade nice. and it was really just very stretchy like disco ball oh. material and it was very like Flintstone dress esque. Oh. <clears throat> and I lip synced Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend by Marilyn Monroe <laughs> in front of like the hottest dudes at our school. And I felt like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I totally missed it. I didn't think we had any talent Thank shows. God. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't think my elementary school had a talent show. We didn't have a choir, we didn't have anything. It was very underfunded. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have a talent show. No. That's wild. We didn't have anything. I mean, like I remember hearing kids be like, "My elementary school choir." We didn't have that shit. You didn't? No. You didn't have a choir? No. We didn't have anything. I'm so shocked. I'm shook right now. Some people had elementary school yearbooks. We didn't have that shit. We did. Dang. See, your school is fancy. I don't. I feel like that's normal. Not for my school. I know. I'm saying. I think your school was abnormal. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was like. But you know what? Also, it's like. We don't need those. True. Like we didn't need those at all. My my elementary school was like predominantly rich kids for sure. Makes it was like the Palo. Gotcha. Maybe some parents just put it together then. Yeah. Or they were. I mean, it was like a lot of like rich Mormon people that went to my elementary school. Mm. So. Aww. Yeah. But anyways, <clears throat> La Bamba. La Bamba. And back honestly, to the yeah, notes. that backyard wedding so cute. I love that idea. I know, but then I thought at the end it didn't look like a backyard wedding at all. And I was, like, kind of puzzled. I was like, they said they wanted this backyard wedding, but then they decorated it to high heaven, and it just looked like a like a venue. Yeah, it sure did. So I was like, why didn't you just, like, go to a venue? And it <laughs> like, seemed, like, very short. It seemed like it was, yeah. like, maybe an hour. Right, and I was like, well, that doesn't seem, like, worth $80,000. No. It was like an hour and a half long or some shit like that. I was like, why didn't you do a father-daughter dance? I just had a lot of questions. Yeah, there was a lot of weirdness. For the actual wedding, yeah. And I guess the whole point was that, like, the dad was, like, busy the whole time, like, taking care of things because it was at his house. Well, okay, they have a shot where the cops come because obviously they came because they've parked cars in every available spot in the street in front of their house. And the cops were like, you can't do this, obviously. Yeah, and it was like covering the whole street like no one would be able to drive through right period. like completely just random haphazard four cars wide and i was yeah. like what are they thinking of course this isn't okay and also we we haven't mentioned either that i just realized we mentioned martin short is in it but he and his accent his accent when i was a kid i thought that shit was the funniest thing i'd ever heard it is so silly it's like the silliest because it doesn't sound european it doesn't sound anything it's, it's like, like a lot of things all at once it's, it's like, like ai know. created this yeah. accent i'm like and he is hard to understand he's very hard to understand and like somehow the daughter and mom like, like perfectly he, he, fucking yeah, get it exactly and he's just like come again and he's like you know such a dick because you know he's such a dick in general but he's also so charming but shout out to wedding coordinators because we got one for our wedding and yeah. so she's not like planning it she's literally just gonna like show up and make sure things run smoothly 
But I take heart at the fact that there will be someone else whose entire job it is is to, like, deal with shit. Yeah, wrangle people. And, like, make sure shit goes smoothly. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Shout, uh, shout outs to y'all. Mm-hmm. Shout You're- out to Bianca. She did not charge $7,000, like another quote I got. I remember that. And you're like, fuck no? Yeah. And that was just for showing up, right? That was just for day of coordination for only the reception. $7,500. That's insane. And she like tried to list out all the perks to make it seem like you were getting a lot, but they were like very basic things. It was like, I'll bring you your flowers. I'm like, you fucking better. (laughs) You fuck for (laughs) $7,000? You better grow that shit. Mm. You better bring them to me. You better. There wasn't any planning. Dude, that is fucked. This lady wanted $1,000 an hour, basically. I was like, what? What? And some people would. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Disrespectful and all. Like, (laughs) uh, I'm a goddamn attorney and I don't make that much. Nowhere near that. 7,000 for one day not planning anything (laughs) is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Um, Nah, I'm so glad you found Bianca. Shout out to Bianca. What a coolie. Um, eh, what else did I write? Oh, I said, can you imagine spending a thousand two hundred dollars on a cake in the nineties? So that shows probably three thousand dollars. And I love that three thousand dollars for a cake. There's a scene where his like he he was so like touched because she's reading this magazine on how to like cut back on costs and was like make your own wedding cake and he was just like that's going too far. <laughs> Basically, he reads it and he's just like, no, we're paying for everything now. And it's like, which he had the ability to do. Yeah, I'm like, the uh, what's the problem with that? Mm. I don't know. It made me laugh. I'm like, $2,000 for a fucking oh, yeah, the cake. The messages about like income are very fucked in this movie. I was like, wow, yeah. if you're like a poor person planning a wedding, this is not a good movie to watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, of course we're going to spend $3,000 on a wedding cake. Our da- I'm like, what? No. Naturally. Like, no. What the <laughs> fuck? No. Like, it's like you said, the horror of making your own cake is just unconscionable. Yeah, he's like, this is too much for me. He's I'm like, like what? have your friend take pictures? <laughs> just like throws actively up. throwing up. <laughs> it's so Disgusting. Bad. I was just like. This is some rich people shit. He's oh, like, yeah. oh no. Some rich people propaganda for sure. I have gone way too far. <laughs> like, we have gone a ride. Yeah. I'm like, bro, okay. No, but if you do the math, their wedding cost $37,000. And I don't think that includes the dresses or, sh- or shipping anyone out or anything. But I found like a, an inflation calculator. And yeah, that is $85,000 in today's dollars for a quote unquote backyard wedding. Well, it's because it's two fifty dollars a fucking head. Yeah. For what? For what? In the dude. Crazy. There was like crazy decor. It was probably all that. Flowers are not so expensive. Yeah, I know. They are. I, I Shout keep... out Yami. She's doing me a solid. Shout out to I was my like, Yami. Girl, here's how much I'm going to spend on flowers. It's not a lot. I appreciate whatever you can do in that price range. That's she that's that's not so though. I know flowers are so <laughs> fucking expensive. So yeah, shout out to Yami. Um. If I knew her Instagram handle by heart, I would. I think it's Yami's Flowers, but I'm not really sure. So I will. I'll tag her. But her work is gorgeous. Yeah, she's one of my besties. I wait to see the bouquet. I can't. I can't wait. I cannot wait to to see yours. I know. I, I can't be, wait. Like, big and fabulous. And I'm like, I can't wait. I bet it's so beautiful. Oh, I said, oh, hello, Eugene Levy. I. That was my <laughs> next note. I wrote. Eugene Levy, oh my god. He's so handsome. He is. His son is also so hot. Uh, Hot family. Very hot fam. 
That was actually my last note, P.S. Oh, really? I have a few more. I have a police privilege check. Bro. He gets arrested and it's like very chill. Um, kid driver's privilege check. His solution to the clusterfuck <laughs> he created was to have nine-year-olds drive the cars. Shout out to uh, Squints from yeah. Sandlot. I was like, oh, these were black kids. <laughs> Don't think it'd be oh, cute and work out this way. Fuck that. I'll tell you yeah. that much. No, the neighbors would be never calling fucking... the police. It'd be bad. Yep, that would never fucking happen. Ever. Um, uh, I was like, why is the mom and so many other people wearing white at this wedding? I know. That's weird. I wonder if that was like a traditional thing. Yeah. Because that would never happen now. And no. if it would happen, it'd be a giant faux pas. Yeah, I'd be like, what do you, what do you know? <clears throat> like uh, the bride fucking wearing yeah. white, and so yeah. does maybe the the groom. But mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Um, so odd. Fun fact: Kimberly Williams. She's supposed to be twenty two in the movie. IRL. She was only nineteen years old. Oh, really? And she later went on to marry Brad Paisley in a backyard wedding. Oh, Brad Paisley. It probably was like backyard wedding, like this one though, where it's like. Your idea of a backyard wedding is not their idea of a backyard no. wedding. <laughs> also, shout out to Whiskey Lullaby. Great oh, tune. Shout out to Paisley Pattern. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> mom's I don't know anything pattern. about his yeah. music. Not your mom's favorite pattern. Oh, yeah, I literally wrote, why have it in the backyard if it's going to not resemble a backyard at all? Yeah, and also when it'll be a hundred grand, basically. And snowing? I was just like, I don't um the ice sculptures made me laugh also found out today my parents had a fucking ice sculpture at their wedding what was it of a swan was that just like a thing people thought they had to have that's what i said i was like did you guys and they said no the venue surprised us with it (laughs) and i was like what (laughs) we went to a very fancy bat mitzvah there was an ice sculpture that's true so i i do associate with like rich assholes yeah, which I was, and I know my, my parents were living in a trailer, okay? Mm-hmm. They were not popping. Mm-hmm. So, then he was like, here's a swan, baby. Maybe they just like felt bad for them. I don't know. But I'm like, you had an ice sculpture. And I was like, is that like a super 80s thing? And they were like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you don't really see them now. No. I think it was just like a pure status symbol, like flexed on them. Yeah. They were like, yeah, I think it was just like a, that time period situation i was like that is fucking crazy it's funny to see like the trends like remember when chocolate fountains was like a status symbol yeah and i wish that they came back <laughs> like bring them back holy shit there's some other, like party status symbols that like have fallen out of favor yeah at every like Ice fancy party chocolate yeah. fountain selfie booths dude yeah huh. maybe i'll start the trend of dip and dots i yeah oh my god stacy's <laughs> having dip and dots at her wedding you guys i could not be more fucking stoked Holy shit. Amazing. I'm trying to find a quiz, but in the meantime, you want a trivia me? Yep. I believe I have four questions. <clears throat> Here we go. Finish the sentence. Don't forget to fasten your blank. Condom. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> that was another thing. He immediately jumped to like being fucking sexual. Yeah. Just weird as fuck. Yeah. Which is not good. Um, where was the daughter studying abroad? Rome. Amazing. As an architect. Good job. What was the father's business? Shoes. Yep, we got, we shoes. went over that. And also, for a bonus, what was it called? Oh, I don't remember what it was called. I thought it was. Does clever. it have his name in it? Huh? Does it have his name in it? No, oh, I don't know. Sidekicks. Oh. 
I was like, that's that cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, well, you nailed it. That was just a bonus question. Yeah, I can't find any which father of the bride characters are you quiz, but maybe we could just find another wedding quiz. Yeah, let's take another wedding quiz. I'm going to do which wedding cake quiz are you. Oh, God, yes. Or which wedding cake are you quiz. <laughs> let's see. What type of wedding cake? Uh, love it. And it's a BuzzFeed quiz. God, right, you yes. Ready for this? Ready. First one is a visual thing. Choose your wedding day hairstyle. A nice little bun up, long purple mermaid waves, long ombre waves, or like a complicated little move with baby's breath in it. I'd probably do the bottom left, which is like regular waves. Yeah. I like a good like beach wave situation. It might all be pictures, but I'll do my best to describe it. Okay. Choose a venue. One's like a fancy hall. One is a beach. The third is like a looks like a coastal house. And then the fourth is like a church. I'll do like the beach one. Beach vibes. Yeah. Okay. Choose a dress. A classic white long wedding dress. A purple fringy number. And these, these all kind of look the same. They're all like long white dresses with long veils. Other than the purple one. They're like all identical. Uh, <clears throat> whatever one, whatever one is the sexiest. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly <laughs> I can't. I think the first the one. Okay. Choose an accessory. A tiara, a ring on a necklace, a bracelet or none? <laughs> none. Okay. I'm, I'm a simple bitch. Choose some shoes. We have some pumps, some cream pump. Sorry. Cream pumps, hot pink pumps, open toed pumps, or ballet slippers. I'll do the open-toed pumps. Okay, yeah. Who are you inviting? Close friends, only family, everyone I know, just us. I would do very close friends. I want to keep it real small. Close friends. That's what you think. I know. But that is what I think. It's about what I think. <laughs> okay, finally, what ring? There's like three gold stacked ones. There's like the classic big diamond one another classic big diamond one or like a silver rhinestone looking deal mm. I, i'd probably just i do the simplest one i'd probably just do the band although okay i think for in in real life i would want something to like moss agate is what i've been focused moss on forever agate. okay it's like a green stone it's mm, so fucking pretty lovely but anyway, keep going. You got strawberry and vanilla cake. That's cute. That's really cute. I'll toss you this for my okay. turn. Very I true. I love a strawberry cake. Me too. Simple to the point. Loves it. <coughs> Alrighty. Choose your wedding day hairstyle. The bun, the purple waves, the like, you know, classic waves, or the baby's breath. Um, the bun. <coughs> love that. Choose a venue. Looks like outdoorsy with like moss tables and like kind of a fancy venue place. Beach. Looks like a villa in like Italy or something. And then a church. Um, Probably the first one. Okay. Then choose an accessory. We got a ring on a necklace. We got a tiara. We got a bracelet and a ring situation or none. Um, Tiara. Ooh. Choose a dress. 
Okay. There's one with like a super long veil. It's like poofy, almost looks like princessy. Then there's that like feathered lilac colored one. Then there's one that's strapless and hot. And then there's another. You really can't see the dresses. They're all, at all. very similar. I'll just choose the last one. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like that one. Choose some shoes. They're closed toed pumps. Noise. Okay, got it. Who are you inviting? Close friends, only family, everyone I know, or just us? Um, I. It's like, I want to say close friends because I feel like that is who we're inviting, but it's still yeah. so many people. Yeah, you're <laughs> just like you guys are popular. <laughs> oh fuck! I didn't, oh, there we go. Please, please let me click you. Why are you doing this? It's a mess. Okay, there we go. Hater. Finally, what ring? And then there's like the stacked three. Then there's like a circular, fully diamond one. And then there's like a square one. And then there's just the band. Um, just the band. We're going to be just be doing gold bands for the ceremony. I think that's you probably got, what I'll start wearing more often. You got red roses. Red roses it's cake. Like vanilla with red roses on Ooh. it. Ooh. A rose flavored cake oh, would be good. Be fucking good. Hell yeah. All right. There you go. You ever had Earl Grey cake? You made Earl Grey cake, right? <clears throat> yeah, for uh, my niece's baby shower. <clears throat> I love that shit. It was Earl Grey lavender. It was so fucking oh, good. I love that flavor. Combo. I love it too. It's so good. <clears throat> but all right. Well, <laughs> oh my God. You know, honestly, this episode probably won't come out till after the wedding because we yeah. busy, busy, busy. Yeah, we're all, yeah, we're very busy, but... So, so by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be me. Yeah, so say congrats, okay, to our producer and our amazing co-host. Apologize to my dad, apparently, according to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or my dad. Um, and yeah, say congrats to uh, Brent and Stacy. You better once you listen to this or if else. you haven't already. And uh, yeah, I'm just. I know I'm gonna be a blubbering, happy cute mess that every time i read my vows i'm like i think i'm gonna have like a really hard time reading them yeah i can i can only imagine because you wrote them yourself right yeah yeah i um i did (laughs) i did a test speech today to like time myself and i cried the whole time yep so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep it together i'll yeah i'll just like have my little tissues i know yeah we do need to keep those tissues on us for real i have some like cute little ones oh i need to get i okay i need to get some waterproof mascara i just reminded myself yeah you do like hard yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe it my heart is so full <gasps> it's gonna be fun it is gonna be so fun I, we can't wait to tell you guys all about it obviously yeah we're gonna do one probably one more episode yeah um my big fat greek wedding which is like such a fun movie yeah and we'll do a little wedding recap yep and okay. uh maybe i was thinking of maybe making a little cake for us to eat mm, for it cute. as well have some champagne and cake talk about it with y'all um but yeah, and then we do feel the need to tell y'all that the whole month of May, we're not going to be up in here. So we hope that you will go back and listen to some old episodes, maybe revisit them and, you know. Tell us your faves. Yeah, just, you know, like I'm going to keep posting on our social meds just to, you know, keep the fire alive. <laughs> But um, Stacy and Brent are going to be on their honeymoon, you guys. We're yeah. not going to expect them to do shit. Obviously, no. they shouldn't be. Be stone cold chilling. So um, just wanted to give you guys a fair warning. We'll tell you guys again next episode. But just keep it in mind. 
that uh it's not goodbye it's a see you later <laughs> yeah we haven't disappeared off face of the earth oh and we forgot to say we also want to say cody we know you're listening to this hello we love you and we decided that we are dedicating the month of september yeah cody cook timber cody cook timber so um I he's our call- one and only patreon subscriber <laughs> So he's going to get his own month because yeah. he's been holding it down for all y'all. He really, really has. I mean, others are encouraged on our Patreon. Perhaps you'll get your own month too, but it is kind of hysterical that we have one and it's sweet, sweet going. And it's been consistently for now almost a year. He's it's just been him. <laughs> um, and just to remind y'all, we do have different tiers. There's even a dollar tier, okay? It's, it's a, dollar a dollar <laughs> Please give me it's a, a dollar, dollar. And we have no one. Okay. <laughs> but Cody, you are getting a full month of you. You can name four of your favorite movies. Yes, Cody will be the DJ for Cody Cook Timber. Yep, exactly. And obviously, we're going to have his input and we'll probably get him, I don't know, maybe interview him on Instagram. We'll like figure it all out. Yeah, but he said voice memo. He'll be involved. Yeah. I called you the other day, Cody. That's exactly why. And you were probably working, so my bad. But that is exactly why I called you to tell you. But, you know, what better way to hear? Surprise! <laughs> so happy Cody Cooktember <laughs> to all those who celebrate, to, which better be all of you. And uh, anyways, so yeah, we just wanted to let you guys know we have we have a lot of cool shit in the works. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. We will talk to you after the wedding, and um, congrats, Stacy and Brent. We love you so much. Thanks. Love you all. And we love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye.